Welcome to Mad Wensing's podcast, the show formerly known as Out of Beta. I'm your host, Peter Soon, and with me is the the main event, Mad Wensing. Mad Wensing. <laughs> We're live from Dubrovnik, Croatia. Gorgeous. Europe. Tiny seat retreat. Hey, Matt. <laughs> hey, Peter. Thanks for the intro. <laughs> Sorry for trolling you this early in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Usually give me a few minutes first. <laughs> Do you want to maybe kind of describe where we are? Yeah, we are sitting on the kind of rooftop, almost balcony, of the Hotel Palace Dubrovnik. And it is beautiful. We're actually looking out over the Adriatic Sea. It is pretty nice, actually. It's blue. The sky is blue. The water is blue. There's no clouds. Perfect temperature. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. I could stay here for another week. Easily. <laughs> and I... I a week from now, I'd probably be adjusted to the time zones, too. <laughs> How's that going? It's a lot better today. I, I was expecting to be fully adjusted by day two, and that didn't happen, so I was a little discouraged, but uh, I got good good night sleep last night Yeah, for the first time. I think both of us have the microconf voice already. Oh, yeah. It's the, yeah, if folks haven't already noticed, it's the came here, immediately started shouting <laughs> in the crowded lounge not realizing I was shouting and then almost <laughs> losing my voice every day yeah. for days. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty brutal. It is. Cool, so uh, we actually managed to record something. Yeah. <laughs> what have you learned here? What have I learned? We had the retreat. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that I need to launch, officially launch Branch soon. <laughs> it's been the running joke, this conference. It has. I, I trolling me. I felt a little bad <laughs> by day two of the retreat. It was actually... There was this funny moment, because one of the first nights here, we are sitting in the hotel bar until one in the morning, basically. And um, so it's tiny seat people mostly, but then a few other people, microconf people, joined us later on. And, um, you know, Einar and I were giving each other a hard time. He's Norwegian. Perfect. I'm Danish. We have to. <laughs> um, so there's this intense moment where Einar's basically just looking at me. He's like, how come you haven't launched yet? You're scared. <laughs> you're afraid. You're afraid you're going to launch and no one is going to show up. <laughs> I'm just sitting there kind of taking it. Ugh. And then the next day, one of the the guys that's just not in tiny seat was like, hey, that thing yesterday, is that how they are? Like, they how they actually are? <laughs> oh. it, it's kind of like how they said they wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a, of a, a media relations fiasco. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now I'm even <laughs> recording it here. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not actually that way. Right? It's not that no. way. And I actually, what I told him was, usually in Tiny Seed, my experience so far, actually no one is giving you advice unless you ask for it. It's true. It really is a poll system. Yeah. I think if you were screwing up completely or like if they were worried, basically, yeah, they would uh, reach out and be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. But even the masterminds, it wasn't like Robin Einer, you know, doing most of the suggesting, talking, critiquing. No. No, actually, it was like all the founders. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. We, do you want to describe how the masterminds works? I think yeah. people were interested in hearing about it. Yeah. So the first day, well, both days we had a few hours where we would have these mastermind sessions. The masterminds are a totally new concept for me because... I never did one before Tiny Seed, but uh, so this is actually my first time doing one in person. 
but uh, the idea was, you know, each person has to go once, and uh, let's just say it's my turn. Basically, I sit there and present, present what I'm thinking, present a problem, and then people just start asking questions. And I think the quality of it is really determined by the quality of the questions that get asked. Mm. Um, yeah, because the more, the more incisive or just uh, the better the questions, the better the, the conversation goes. And I think when I, you say questions, do you mean the like the overall? question or topic for the mastermind or people pitching in with questions uh, through the founder yeah so the mastermind often starts with the person that's in the quote-unquote hot seat asking a question of the group or presenting a problem i think the questions of the people who kind of interrogate in a yeah. friendly way yeah, the yeah. founder really sets the tone for okay how well is this going because oftentimes you hear well i thought of that and or i thought of that and but when you get to the point where the person goes yeah i hadn't really thought of that or you know, if it just just makes them uncomfortable in a in a friendly way, I think that's where you really get the value. Yeah, I really I think you're right about that. And it usually it, it ends up changing the topic a little bit. Yeah, I know. Me and uh, Andy, one of the other founders, we basically uh, we didn't exactly know what to talk about. I think I talked about this on this podcast after the mini oh after the Minneapolis retreat. Right. And I kind of. I was afraid of having a weak mastermind, basically, because I didn't have a clear thing that I wanted people's feedback on. So actually, both of us, we just kind of gave an update. Yeah. And people started diving in, and it ended up becoming super valuable. I think both Andy and I were both, like, we got a lot of takeaways, and we, like, just basically want to get back to work after the mastermind. Yeah. So that was good. Andy, I think Andy and I were on the same wavelength this time, where... I didn't think I had much, and Andy said the same thing. But then Andy finished. Andy is the founder of Loadster. He finished saying something like, that was a lot more valuable than I thought it might be. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's great how it works out that way. Same thing for me. So what was your mastermind about? Yeah, my mastermind started with a little bit of rambling, <laughs> actually, because I wasn't sure what it should be about. So I talked about my launching is happening. Um, imminently, like Branch. And, uh, it brings up, you, you kind of hit this point of temporary stasis where you're like, okay, I'm pretty happy with the product. What's next? And so I talked about kind of depth versus breadth of where the product could go. But then I actually, I don't know if this is like mid-rambling, but I basically pivoted towards, but you know, I have another question, which is, you know, all of you here, have accounts on SimSass. If you don't use it, why? And how do I get you to trust it enough to use it? And like that really suddenly exploded the conversation, I feel like. Yeah. Because <laughs> it made it personal. Uh, not that I was like trying to put anybody um, in their own hot seat, so to speak, or interrogate them, but it was like, tell me why. Right? And that was, that was really valuable. It came away with um, a pretty big decision. And I ran it by Einer afterwards uh, and a few other folks. And the new pitch for SimSass is now a little bit more like Bench, if folks are familiar, which is for um, bookkeeping and accounting um, services where you have a product that's the centerpiece of the service and it delivers most of the value. But there's always an element of human touch. Yeah. And I really think I need to do that. I love that, actually. You know, I, I use Bench and I have Steven in there. And I, I honestly, 
I'm not 100% sure Steven is a real person. I think he is. Because <laughs> um, my previous person was let go or something like that, or he, he moved on. Yeah. And then he kind of introduced me to Steven, which was now the new guy. And I, I almost, like for a minute, I thought, I wonder if they just do this. They just spotted me. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, it feels really good to have someone and they, like a person attached or like a face. Yeah. You know, it's really weird is they did the same thing to me <laughs> with a new, with a replacement person. But it just adds that element of like, I, I think a financial planning product, which is what SimSass is, it's just very hard to take, to really um, eat all of that with software. <laughs> to use a Mark Andreessen phrase, it's like the software creates forecast, forecast beg for interpretation and application. And pretty much every founder that I've, engaged with through SimSAS has wanted or needed some kind of touch in terms of intercom or email or even phone calls. And I, I think once they get that, it's tremendously sticky and has this value that's just as exponentially higher than just the product only. So part of me here is going, okay, but how do I commit to that, right? How do I, how do I let myself build a company that has services as a core element <laughs> um, but I'm not against that because I, I really think that that's customer development too yeah when you did your uh, when you helped me set up my Q4 modeling in SimSAS um, I told you on the call I I like talking to you I care more about that than the actual tool like yeah. talking to you about like talking through all these things and like getting it in the tool basically the human touch is, is really important for me and I, I'm really enjoying what we're doing right now and you're like yeah but you wouldn't pay for this right <laughs> like I think I would pay for this and not pay for it like I would I'm more likely to pay for this than for the tool it's funny and then we just started having this whole conversation about what what it, what that would mean and and you, I think you had the same experience with some of the other founders maybe I did I, I ran the idea of bench for financial planning by a few folks that had either used it or, or not yet just hearing about it and I think it resonated really really well with folks yeah and it, it's true, like everyone that's activated, like truly activated using it, using it, has had some engagement with me. And I think the good news is I think I could train others to use the tool the way I do yeah. internally and scale that. Um, so I'm excited. I think actually it speeds things up because there's a bunch of stuff that I do with the software that I was thinking, okay, before I launch, I need to create all these videos and productize all of that. And I think actually I'm just going to say... No, like the paid version comes with some amount of touch. Yeah. And like over time, I'll create more software. You'll find Steven, your version yeah, of Steven. My version of Steven. Hey, did they recently let your other person go? <laughs> yeah. Did they? Is that a thing they do? Is yeah. It? Oh, no. I, I wasn't joking. Yeah, but are, it, it happens. I wonder if that's something they do after like four months, then they it, let the person go. It and was after just a little while. And it's either a lot of rotation or it's churn or it's intentional botting. It made me feel like there was a real person, but it also made me a little suspicious. Yeah. Now I'm really curious how they do that. <laughs> There's some lower cost. Right? Well, that's the thing I'm wondering is I don't know Bench's numbers, but I know they've raised venture capital. I do kind of wonder if the unit economics work out for them when they're only charging $130 a month or so. Yeah. It feels underpriced in a way. But it, it's a, I love the value, so yeah. I'm going to keep paying. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, th th that was what I got out of my mastermind, and it was really great. Um, how about you? Yeah, for me, as I said, like I kind of just started out with an update where I'm at, kind of what my plan is. I think 
I've been talking about this for this retreat. The thing is, in the beginning of Tiny Seed, there's a lot of things you want to do, and there's a lot, like, you want to basically talk. You want to make sure you talk your whole business through with everyone, and you want to get their input, and you want to get their ideas, and you want to basically validate what you have and create a plan and that's that's what Minneapolis was for me mm. like let's I basically brought up all the opportunities I had and they're like what do you guys think like what what's the next step like what, yeah. what should I focus my time on um, and since then I've been pretty much like head deep into into executing mode and um, I just I, I I felt like when I came to this retreat I didn't feel like I needed more ideas i didn't need like more distraction basically and yeah. i i'm very i can tell right now there's a lot of people when i talk to people they have a lot of ideas for me like you should maybe if you did this yeah you could uh, get some more traction or you could like get some more users and i'm like yeah but and i don't want to be rude but like that's not my main focus right now i'm trying to nail this product and i have a million different ideas for how i'm going to get users for it and i don't need an extra one right now right and like i'm already i'm in the middle of trying some other things um, so I was kind of a little bit skeptical coming into my yeah. mastermind um, so the thing I kind of pivoted towards was my pricing and um, I think we had a really interesting discussion about how to price this thing Yeah. so all my competitors are basically pricing based on the amount of build minutes you get and I just really I really don't like the concept of build, build minutes, minutes yeah. uh, it's very it's commoditized like it sounds like commoditization, yeah. And it sounds like you know, a phone company or <laughs> yeah, kilowatt hours. Yeah, exactly. And it's just not it's not great. And when talking to agency owners, especially, they're like, I don't know how many built minutes I need. I mean, I know how many developers I have. I know how many projects I do every month, but I have no idea how many build minutes that means. Right. And then the other part of it for me was like, and I tweeted about this the other day. I think I tweeted something like, so if you're if your CICD provider is charging based on the amount of build minutes you get, do you feel like they they're incentivized to speed up your builds or slow down your builds? <laughs> That's a very leading question, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's interesting. It just feels kind of wrong to me. Mm. Like, why would like ideally builds would be really fast? <laughs> yeah. So then, that I think Einer said this like you you buy these new servers and you make everything twice as fast and you make half the money. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's not what you want to do. No, no. Um, so basically what I was trying to do is basically look at, because I already have some data in terms of build minutes and I roughly know for like different use cases how long they take. So basically trying to, to turn that into more like uh, easier to understand concepts like deployments, number of deployments, number of projects, team access stuff like that and actually that it, that's just kind of like a, a proxy for the build minutes right but that's they're things it, that your customer segment understands more yeah. natively and sort of like slightly more value based also feel like like yeah yeah so um and then i think it was just like a lot of iterations of like me overcomplicating it a little bit and mm. people be like that's confusing yeah make it more simple and then immediately after the mastermind, I sat by the pool and I started working on my pi- pricing grid yeah. and my pricing table. Um, Saw those slacks. Yeah. And every time I posted a screenshot, it's like, 
it's still complicated. Make it more simple. Yeah, I think you had a tilde in one of those yeah. iterations. Yeah, I roughly <laughs> this, which I thought was a placeholder anyway. But but the point was, you were working with some some soft clay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, on the, I'm curious on the build minutes for incumbents or existing CI/CD solutions. Do you get to choose the server type? Yeah, some of them you do. Okay. Um, they're usually they're usually charged. There is Semaphore as one CI/CD provider. There's a big plane flying over our heads <laughs> right now. Yep, we really are outside. Yep. Um, so Semaphore they charge per second. Um, so build seconds. Wow. It, it basically. But then you pick the server. So it's almost like, the way I see it, it's like a nice layer on top of AWS or something like that. Right. Um, and it's, I feel like it's almost like, why don't I just like pay AWS? Yeah, I see. Um, and then with other tools like CircleCI, it's more about concurrency. CodeShip, they're the same thing, concurrency. Okay. So, And that's really, like, that's something I want to look into as well. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it, in some sense, if you take away the having to make the decision about speed versus minutes versus server types and all that, and you just you're fully aligned on we're going to make this as fast as possible. Yeah, then you can really just focus on delivering value on maybe different dimensions, which helps with you know, <laughs> in some sense, beyond being super aligned with your customer, it's kind of harder to compare, which is not a bad thing. Meaning yeah. maybe you're it's a little more disruptive yeah, or, yeah. or leading that way. Which is good. Yeah, I mean, it would be a really bad situation if people are asking me how do how do I cash my builds <laughs> in, in branch, and I'm like, yeah, uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, I'll put you on hold for a minute. I'll get back to you. It's like, I mean, people should be able to cash their builds, and I should be happy. Yeah, that they're running faster. That's I, cool. I, I want to align those incentives. That's smart. Yeah. Cool. So your mastermind was also more productive, maybe than you thought, or. It was more um, tactical uh, than yeah, I yeah. thought it would be. Yeah. Like it ended up, which was good because you didn't. You're kind of saturated on strategy. Yeah, I didn't need more input, like yeah. top of the funnel yeah. strategy. Here's big picture, guys. Yeah, right. exactly. I didn't need that kind of distraction right now, basically. Yeah, but it actually helped you execute. Yeah, which is great. And I know we're both excited about getting back to execution. Yeah, post yeah. <laughs> post conference. So, yeah, totally. So. What's, cool. what's up with SimSass? Uh, yeah. Do you want to do the quick up. maker manager yeah. thing? I'm going to sprint to the finish, no pun intended. <laughs> I will come back to the desk on Monday. I'm doing a little bit of work while listening to talks, full, full disclosure, but it's because I've done nothing in about a week. <laughs> so, uh, But I, I think I want to get the some of a few performance things to look at. I'm not super worried about those. I've actually decided that I can just have the simulator be a little less aggressive and probably solve my performance concerns in the short term. Um, I can also throw a few more a few more workers at it. Um, and then I want to get a pricing tier thing up right inside the app, say here's the here's the tiers. Especially now that I'm talking about services, I really want to see if I can go live with a, you know, if you pay for this, this is what you get, you know, and actually have a time element in there. But I may not get there, but regardless, I'm going to be pushing this thing out by Halloween is the goal. Ooh. Maybe the first, maybe the first. For, let's just say first week of November. Yeah. I'm not going to corner myself for like a midnight delivery of something, but um, it's quite possible that I change it, don't say anything, and then just watch and then say something later in November. What's your launch plan? 
launch plan is coming together. I do, I'm working on, kind of in the manager zone now, so I'm, I'm working on a, what is it called? The dinner party strategy mm-hmm. for email onboarding. Val so, Geisler. Yeah, yeah, Val Geisler's uh, list of emails that you should send out. So I'm having a friend help me with those, uh, which is great. So I would like to have that minimal set of, you know, three or four emails that get sent out. Um, and I think that'll be a November campaign. I don't think I'm going to do it all on the 1st or 2nd or 3rd of November. So I want to get that implemented for onboarding emails and activation emails. And then uh, quietly launch, meaning take take the request access and replace it with a create account button. <laughs> and don't tell anyone. Yeah. Um, and then just watch and see. And then just roll out more and more stuff. And probably... My birthday is the 11th of November, so maybe I'll be feeling really happy by then and say, now I'll send out this email to the... I've got two lists, right? One is about 100 and something people that filled out the survey, Mm. which is cool. Then I've got 705 now on the mailing list. That's pretty good. Pretty good. So probably the 101st to say, hey, you requested access. Thank you for filling this out. Maybe even personalize those to some extent. I could probably personalize 100 emails. That wouldn't be bad. Um, spend a day on it, you know, and, uh, and then, check out Superhuman. Yeah, <laughs> I should check out Superhuman. I really should, and then uh, and then send out to those seven hundred or so. Yeah, and then man, I think it's I think it's rinse, wash, repeat from there. Up and to the right. Up, yeah, up and to the right. I hope <laughs> I've got a plan. <laughs> awesome. so, yeah, it's good. I'm excited. I'm exactly the same place actually. So, I announced Branch on Twitter almost a year ago it was in November 8 um, basically like hey I'm working on this thing I uh, I had a very early prototype that I had a screencast for and then I had the manifesto thing it was kind of like you know the 2018 thing to do yeah Derek yep <laughs> and Ben oh, they all had like that's what I told Ben at microconf like I um, I basically did the same thing as you guys, like the manifesto thing. I think the only thing I didn't get right is I didn't bash Slack in, in my manifesto. <laughs> that's, that's right. That was the theme. Yeah. That was the sub-theme. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I need to launch this thing. Let's do it. Um, yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> and I kind of want to do it before November 8th. Like, just be cool to be like, hey, about a year ago I did this thing. Oh, I said I would do this thing. And then I did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I'm... I want to kind of t- try to slow launch it th- this week, actually. And um, I had this long list of things I needed to do before the launch. And basically, I, I was trying to, like, work my way through this list. But so far, the only thing I've been doing is, like, just taking things off the list. Nice. Like, I, I, I hadn't imp- I'm building a new website, and I hadn't implemented the whole middle part of it with, like, the features and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I need to build that before we launch. And then I was like, well... Maybe I just launch like a really s- small, short <laughs> web- website yeah. and then just add the other sections later on. Yeah. And then like another thing was like, oh, I need all these other pages on the, like, the manifesto page and like the terms of service and all these different pages you need for just that's like yeah. the basic website. I was like, well, actually, I could launch without that. And it kind of came down to as long as the GitHub Bitbucket and GitLab signup buttons are on the website. Right. Yeah. That's actually all I need. Yep. It's a real test of, is this, there's make it work and make it better. Yeah. And you're shifting everything to be really clear about with this is a make it work or make it better. And everything you mentioned so far is kind of make it better. Yeah. It's sort of like uh, Ernest Hemingway, right? I'm sort of like the Ernest Hemingway of CICD <laughs> where like, you know, he was, he was writing a chapter 
and then yeah. he would do like one or two sentences of the next chapter before he stopped working that day. So when he started the next morning, yep. he, he had a really That's easy great. place to start. Nice. So I'm saving a few easy <laughs> things yeah. to yeah. do after a lot. Just tee those up. That's great. Yeah, another thing was like integrations. I, I'm working on the second integration, hoping to launch it very soon. But it's like, actually, I could launch without that. Yeah. I mean, it's on the landing page right now that I have an integration with them. But I mean, it'd just be nice. I mean, if people ask for an integration that I don't have, but I'll have in a week. And then you deliver it a week later. That's just pretty awesome, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, my plan is kind of similar to yours. I have a bunch of people on an email list, like three or 400 people, that basically requested an invite. I think I talked to most of them, or at least emailed them. Um, But, you know, it's been like they request an invite. Then a couple days after, I send them an email manually. Um, based on a template, but manually saying, "Hey, thanks for requesting an invite." I would before I let you in, I would love to know a few more words about your use case. Um, and these people are like, so basically, the step before that is they fill out the survey. So there's a lot of different steps to this funnel. Yeah. And then if they get back to me describing their project, um, and it's a good fit, I'll send them the invite. So, I mean, obviously, it's a pretty low conversion rate. So. It, to when I'm actually launched yeah. and it's just like click the GitHub button and then you're yeah. in. Yeah, right. So I think I'm going to email all everyone on that list one more time and be like, hey, it's ready for you now. Cool. So I'm going to segment them into smaller groups. Do you have a plan for how to do that? Do, is, like the, is there a way to do it? Just randomly or based on like the n- their name or oh. like, how yeah. do you segment your list into four pieces? <laughs> That's interesting. Four, oh, just just to have it segmented into four, yeah, just for just volume's like, sake. Yeah, yeah. Just ah, not to let every like if you want to test the email. Yeah, you know. I've not done that with some SaaS at all yet. I mean, I used to do that with things like I know some tools like Mailchimp let you shuffle yeah. a list and yeah. just auto batch. But yeah, I haven't done that. Uh, I need to look into that. Sounds like a potential user list feature. Yeah, but these <laughs> people are not in user list yet. Oh, they haven't that's right. Up. That's right. Okay. Oh, shout out to user list. Shout out. They, Benedict. they gave me stickers this morning. Jane. And candy. Oh. They gave me a bag of German candy. Claire. Yeah. <laughs> so they, I was upset that I didn't get a t-shirt. Aww. But then this morning at the breakfast table, Aww. there's a little bag of candy for me and <laughs> a bunch great. of stickers. That's great. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I'm excited about the next few weeks. Me I think, too. I think we'll have a lot to share. Are we? Are we like a three-legged race now? Is that what's happened? <laughs> Unintentionally? <laughs> this is weird. I think, I think we're sinking in ways that we we're subconsciously did not intend. Holding hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna let's jump together. Let's jump together. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right, Peter. Is that is that our first in-person pod? You think? It definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the end of it. Too. It counts as a as a pod. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. The end. Nice to do this in person. Bye. Bye. Bye.